Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. A lot of conversation last night at Parks about our conversation on the show yesterday around MREs, meals ready to eat, and the fact that I was mystified by places like Costco that actually advertise, package, and brand it that way. Um, and Anthony Dorenzo, if you were watching yesterday on the show, uh, his dad, David Dorenzo, apparently brought in uh, some of those kits. And we, we were looking at them and talking about them. What was it? Late in the 8 o'clock hour yesterday. It was either right before Sean Farage or after that. So um, if, if we can do that, and I'm not sure if we have the capabilities, but if we are um, able to, I think we should do a, a taste test yeah. on the air in the 9 o'clock hour today. I think it's pretty simple to make. So, okay. And and it's Friday, so there's nobody here. So well, it's not like, you know yeah. what I mean? So It's basically not Tuesday, so we should be fine from that standpoint. So uh, we'll do that coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. Um, and I'm, I'm will- a lot of people have said when I was getting tweets yesterday that they're actually relatively tasty. That they're not terrible. They're not as bad as you would assume. Well, you'll you'll do a taste test. And yeah. You'll tell us. Yeah. So we'll do that coming up. Uh, also, Senate sex tape. We talked about that story. Capitol Police coming out yesterday, and they will decline to press charges. We'll get to that. Uh, also, Bud Light continues their rehabilitation tour with a new partnership. We will tell you about that. But let's get to the news. Round number two here at 7.05. And for that, we give you the great Dawn Stensland. And good morning in Kale and Company News Live this Friday morning, Groundhog Day, 41 degrees with the rain letting off this morning. I know it's raw rainy and slippery this morning, but the rain will subside. Full forecast coming up in just a moment. Uh, suburban carjacking ended with a crash this morning out just outside a Delaware County police building in Lansdowne. So police say the crash happened uh, right, r- literally crashed right outside <laughs> The police department station right there on South Lansdowne Avenue. But ultimately, they say it all started in Upper Darby, ended after that carjacking suspect lost control, slippery conditions and this morning, and then crashed into a street sign and then some posts right there. So they surrounded the vehicle after the crash, and we are expecting an update on potential arrests. And I don't have reports of any injuries, thankfully, on that one. We told you this morning that we are expecting to see, of course, national coverage of what happens in our region with the dignified transfer in Dover, Delaware. So that will happen at Dover Air Force Base today with the three U.S. Army reservists who were killed Sunday, of course, in that enemy drone strike in Jordan. And, of course, one of those individuals killed a a veteran, 46-year-old Sergeant William Jerome Rivers. He grew up in Willingboro, South Jersey, right here in our region so many prayers for these gold star families as they are here in our area for this um it's a dignified transfer but such an emotional moment when they see when you see the flag draped sure you know coffins uh, come in and it and it just hits you you know the level of sacrifice that not just these Mm -hmm. army members are making but their families i mean it hits you too locally when it happens to a police officer killed in the line of duty and they bring the you know the folded flag to your surviving spouse or anything like that those are um those are tear jerkers there's no there's no question about it yeah in this you're right nick but it if for our local police officers they're protecting our local community Mm -hmm. i think it does make me think you know, we are the world's police yeah. and the price that we pay. That's right. 
So, uh, so I, I know that that will be something that we will all certainly our prayers are with those family members and certainly the, the local family members. Uh, a longtime school board member killed when this small plane crashed yesterday afternoon in Chester County, Pennsylvania. Everybody's talking about it. it happened in a neighborhood in West Cal Township. Twin engine Gulfstream American GA7 small aircraft here. Uh, the victim is identified as 65 year old Sam Ganaw of Cochranville, excuse me, Pennsylvania, a beloved gentleman, beloved family me- or community member, I should say, was the, actually the school board president of the Octorera Area School District there. So there's a lot of reaction to this uh, last night and this morning. I know NTSB investigators will be on the scene, and the witnesses and the local police, their West Cal Township police chief, uh, Kurt Martinez, speaking out, saying that it was incredible because literally the plane just missed the house and and came in between the backyard. But it could have been, uh, I mean, it could have been worse, if you will, but obviously we want to know what happened there. The jury reaching a verdict, finding a 70-year-old mother, this is on the main line of Philadelphia, 70-year-old, very petite little mom, Guilty of third-degree murder, prosecutors accused Renee DiPietro, who authorities say stabbed a man to death following an altercation involving her son. They say that uh, Mrs. DiPietro, that she brought a knife to a fist fight. That was the line from prosecutors in Montgomery County. As she was being led away uh, in handcuffs, taken away, and, and she faces up to 20 years behind bars in sentencing. The family of the murder victim, 31-year-old Michael Sides, they had spoken out saying justice was served as they watched you know, those bailiffs leading Mrs. DiPietro away as her family members, her husband, her family members were crying and sobbing in the courtroom. But uh, this was an, an emotional scene yesterday. What happened? Her son, Jason, had apparently got involved in some kind of a brawl at an Ardmore pub. And the son, Jason, calls mom and dad to pick him up. So they drive, call an Uber, right? Yeah. Call an Uber. Calls mom and dad. Mom and dad come to the scene now. Somebody reportedly comes out and still is trying to punch back or what have or continue the, fl- the fight outside of the bar she's a little lady with a cane but at the bottom of that cane is a blade <laughs> it's unbelievable and she strikes him with the cane the blade kind of on its own it looks like it flies out uh-huh. and then she takes that and she says it was a case of self-defense part of this was that they showed video that that they said that the couple the parents nor their son ever tried to help the victim once he was down and stabbed. They just drove away. They left. Uh, and that no. they should have called 911. I, unless you, unless I missed it, did you say what the age was of the son who called the mom? They're in their 30s. Okay, here, here, here's my... She's 70 years old. Yeah, here's, here's my issue. I, and I didn't pick up on this the first time around, but I think this is worth pointing out. What kind of dude... Like I'm just gonna like talk like a man for a second here. What kind of dude gets into a bar fight in their 30s and then calls their 70 year old mom? Like, thank you. Like seriously, and like I mean, hey mom, I just like it's not like he even if you're 21 or 22 and you're a college junior or senior and you're legally eligible to be in a bar. Like if you get into a bar brawl, 
Why are you calling your 70-year-old mom who's, you know, 5'1", 97 pounds? Yeah. If, if, if you got mopped up by this dude, what is mom going to do? Yeah. <laughs> now, you know, online, you always see all of the videos, and sometimes I send them to Rich Zioli, because her mom is Zioli, at being an Italian mom. Yeah. You know how she, and by the way, she's Renee DiPietro from West Oak Lane. Uh, don't mess okay, with they Renee live DPS on the main line now, but right, yeah. right, and so uh, she's a she's a tiny lady, but she's tough, and she felt, you know, she felt like that mama bear, yeah. and so ultimately, it, it's a the whole thing is a tragedy. To this your should be point. A, this should be a PSA to muggers everywhere out there. <laughs> if you think you're going to mug a seventy year old lady with a cane and she's small and petite, you might want to think twice about it because she could have a blade at the bottom of that cane. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's a tr- little. That's a, a little clever contraption she created there. You think she's sitting at home with her cane like on the counter and she's like busting open the bottom to slide that blade in there? Well, she's not at home now. No. I mean, at this point now, her husband and son are at home without her, and she faces sentencing and could face uh, could face. I mean, she's seventy, so she could face twenty years behind yeah. bars. It's basically, she's done. It's life. Uh, police are still investigating. We don't have answers about this daycare facility that closed. And we don't even know on Whitaker Avenue in the city's hunting park section. We don't even know how early it closed. But the family shows up at, and many families can relate to this. You show up at the daycare you have until six o'clock. So they show up at five thirty, half an hour before the daycare is, you know, you every day closes up. Show up at 5.30, lights are out, places locked up. They know, they b- believe that their baby's inside, and sure enough, the baby is. Call the police. There's a mad panic. Sure enough, the six-month-old baby is inside, inside the daycare, and nobody's there. Lights out, locked up, etc. So the baby is doing okay, was taken. Police took the baby to CHOP to make sure because the baby was suffering from dehydration and that sort of thing. So we don't know what in the world happened here. But there could be uh, criminal charges as a result of this no. for child endangerment. As but the parent, family. You've got to be just be absolutely oh my God. livid. Oh, my God. Uh, by the way, uh, we had talked this past summer a whole lot for weeks about Danilo Cavalcante. Remember uh, yes. that guy? Yeah. So he is, you know, he's he is behind bars, presumably for the rest of his life. And I believe Phoenixville but he's the escapee who eluded authorities for weeks and basically shut down parts of uh, Kennett Square and Chester County. He's back in court today to face further charges for the fact that he, you know, conducted that escape. So he's facing further charges. I'm just going to point out to you, as you look at the coverage, I don't see anybody locally pointing out the fact that this guy is an illegal person mm-hmm. who came to this country and his home country in South America and Brazil wants him for, a, he's accused of murder back in his home country. So are we going to extradite him? No, <laughs> no. Okay. We're still proceeding here and paying for him to be imprisoned after we paid for the search, after he you know, is a convicted killer of a mom, a woman in Chester County. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're now, now he's going to be in court today because we're going to keep him even longer in our prisons. Yeah. I'm still wondering if Shapiro ever gave that guy the Eagles hooded sweatshirt <laughs> that he promised him. Those are expensive. They are. <laughs> so uh, my final story, I don't know, Phil, 
Phil Omquist is our favorite Phil, but today it's all about Punxsutawney Phil. So Groundhog Day, thousands are gathered right now at Gobbler's Knob, Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> Handlers of a groundhog named Punxsutawney Phil. Mm-hmm. They're going to announce right around sunrise whether or not he sees his shadow six more weeks of winter. Will he predict? If he sees his own shadow, then he'll predict six more weeks of winter. I'll point out to you, generally they do predict more winter. But according to all the stats, they're only correct 40% of the time. Okay. Well. So there's that. Okay. So, but the reality is you know, spring is officially uh, always uh, the first day is, what is it, March 21st, I believe? Yeah. So yeah. one way or another, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, than- I'm done with the whole groundhog thing. <laughs> I think it's another thing that we just need to move on from. Daylight savings time, Punxsutawney Phil. What was that place called? Handler's Knob? What is it called? <laughs> Gobbler's Knob? <laughs> Handler's Knob is a different um, establishment. I, I guess. <laughs> uh, you're so funny. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, PETA would love you, but uh, Groundhog Groundhog's Day. Will he see the shadow? You're so funny. Let's get to the forecast this morning. 43 degrees right now. It's still overcast. Still some spotty showers at times. And later in the day, the, sh- the rain should just give way to more clouds. So pretty much a gloomy, not a great day for us on this Friday. But we are teed up for, my goodness, at least five days of sunshine. The weekend will be bright, su- bright and sunny. So if you're looking for some vitamin D, get outdoors. 45 degrees for your Saturday. And for Sunday, nearly 50 degrees, bright, sunny skies. We continue that pattern of mid-40s and not a chance of precipitation through at least midweek of next week. So February comes in like lamb. There are some long-range forecasts, however, saying don't think we're out of the woods yet. No matter what the groundhog says, many are saying that mid to late February we will see at least one more good snowstorm. So that's the dun dun dun. That's the little tease that they're giving us. But for the next five days, nice sunny skies after we get through today, Friday. All right. Hey, Kill and Company News Live. Hey, Seuss wants to know <clears throat> what the over under is on uh, the Groundhog seeing its shadow. Should we place a bet? Yes. Um, now, what do we? What's what do we think is a, a fair a fair number here? You said over under. So, what number are you? <laughs> it was a joke, but like we can just take a bet on if we think yes or no. Yeah, it's pretty cloudy, so I'm going to say he's not going to see a shadow. I'm going to say no as well. I'll be the contrarian. I'll go All yes. Right. I'll right. go yes. Uh, we're going to put twenty bucks on the line, and okay. that goes to the Travis Mannion Foundation for that our is, radio okay. fund that's coming up next month. That is twenty correct. bucks on the line. Yeah, just about seven weeks out from that, by but- the way. Do they have li- see? They have lights, and there are camera lights out there. That's I, what's not fair. There are more people. I'm watching it right now on Fox News. Yeah, there are more people in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, right now that that would show up for that than a Joe Biden rally. It is unbelievable. It looks like <laughs> oh, a Trump. A, it looks like a Trump rally. That's a great point. There's there's got to be hundreds and hundreds of people there. I think we should start our own tradition and have our own Phil Almquist. Just stand out by the parking garage, and if he sees his own shadow, yeah. we'll just start our own thing. I think next year on Groundhog's Day, I'm going to come in and do the show dressed up like the guy that's wearing the top hat and the black coat with the bow tie. <laughs> I'm going to do the show next year on Groundhog's Day, just like him. How do they get away with an all-guys group? Do they have any women in this group? How, how Are you they... saying it's not diverse enough, Dawn? I'm just saying, no, I don't care, but, you know, because that's their little... Yeah. You'd have to go to the meetings. Like, no woman would in her right mind would waste her time on that. Yeah. But... 
But seriously, I'm I'm actually amazed that nobody points that out. I'm says, not sure I can oh, find home. I'm not sure I could find Punxsutawney PA on a map. <laughs> but I digress. Don't forget, coming up today, it is day number two of our Disney keyword that is at eight thirty. Yesterday's keyword was Disney. Today we have a second keyword. What time? That'll be eight thirty ah, this morning. Eight thirty. Eight thirty this morning. You'll take that to twelve ten WPHD dot com and enter it, and that will be day number two. We will do this each and every day at eight thirty up until Thursday, February 22nd, and we will announce our winner on Friday, February 23rd, live on the air, which, by the way, is also the South Carolina primary day. So very busy day that'll be uh, coming up in less than three weeks' time. All right, coming up next, we will get to Shane Gillis and Bud Light, and still on the way, no charges for sex in the Senate, says the Capitol Police. As we continue, cut sheet about 25 minutes out. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, We'll get to the Bud Light Shane Gillis story. If you don't know what that's about, we'll tell you about in probably just about 10 to 12 minutes because there's some audio with it that I want to play for you. But I did mention we have an update on the Senate sex tape. If you recall that story that we talked about a while ago, uh, Capitol Police have declined to press charges. This story coming out yesterday. And if you recall, the incident happened inside of the Hart Senate office building. This was uh, just about uh, seven weeks ago on December 13th. Uh, The U.S. Capitol Police announced yesterday that they have declined to press charges following the filming of a, quote, sex video that was recorded inside the Senate building on the morning of Wednesday, December 13th. If you recall, this was a male-on-male sex tape filming. Uh, After consulting with federal and local prosecutors, as well as doing a comprehensive investigation and the review of possible charges, it was determined that, quote, despite a likely violation of congressional policy there is currently no evidence that a crime was committed uh they go on to say although the hearing room was not open to the public at the time the congressional staffer involved had access to the room the two people of interest apparently were defiant they were not cooperative with authorities nor were the elements of any of the possible crimes met capitol police continued uh as they went on to say that the congressional staffer who has since resigned from his job, exercised his Fifth Amendment right to remain silent and refuse to talk to us. So uh, there's your update on that. Um, I thought that was a pretty interesting story because we talked about that a lot, I think, was that almost two months ago now. Um, It's gross. It it really is. And I can't believe that there's not any charge. They said that there was no... What's amazing to me is, if you think about this, Go back to when we had cocaine at the White House. You know, nobody could seem to find who the cocaine belonged to. Uh, Of all the places that are, you know, under video surveillance uh, over the summer when we were talking about that story in July, it it just seems to me, and to be honest, I don't even remember. I think it it was a Democratic senator that was involved in this because the, the member, the guy that worked for the senator, the senator was the Democrat from Maryland, Ben Cardin. It's just amazing. Let me ask you this, Don. And I, I don't, I, you know, I try not to be a partisan hack. I try to call it like I see it. If these were Republican senators, do you think this would have played out the same way? No, no. I mean, okay. and I'm just asking. I don't. I think. I think. 
I believe that if these were Republicans, that that there would be at least a trespassing charge because they love they love to charge Republicans with trespassing in the Capitol. Yes, January sixth, and you know, for those that committed crimes on January sixth, you know, you deserve what you got. But for those that did nothing wrong, that were just walking around, because we know. You can walk around the Capitol, right? We've seen people, to your point, and I'll take it a step further, forget January 6th for a moment, to continue on the theme and the trend of people getting away with certain things based on political affiliation, what what did we see with the LGBTQ protests at the Capitol where they went into other um, congressional elected officials' offices and were sitting down on the floor, right? Like, wouldn't you think that that's trespassing? I don't know that you actually have legal right to be in somebody's actual office inside of the door sitting down quote indian style on the floor uh in front of their desk right Mm -hmm. so to your point it it does make you wonder how well we just really couldn't arrive at any legal conclusion that there was an element of a crime that was met and satisfied and oh by the way they were just not cooperative so we'll let bygones be bygones and you know move on i'm looking up so there are, there are people speaking out saying that there there are many laws, not just trespassing, but D.C. law forbids somebody in a public building or in public in general to make an obscene or indecent exposure of his or her, and I'm just going to paraphrase, private parts and to engage in <clears throat> uh, relations, etc. And, and the law is actually very explicit. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but ultimately it says to engage in a sexual act, etc. So there are laws that they could have you know, charge them with something. Do you guys feel that if this was a heterosexual couple doing this, it would have been different as well? Yep. True. I, I didn't I, even think about the man-on-man element, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, because they could, they could then claim discrimination. It's like, yeah. oh, you're only bringing charges against it because... You're homophobic! Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This great is, point. This is all, in my opinion, this is all because of the type of relations that it was yeah you know what i mean yes which goes with the continued uh, trend and theme that you know if you are a straight white individual you will feel the wrath if you are in quote a marginalized community you can operate um with carte blanche and operate scot-free what bothers me but what bothers me as well is that you know that you mentioned that the staffer Aiden Mace Chaiparaki, I can't even say his name, the staffer for Senator Ben Cardin, um, he's the one who lost his job, and he's the one who like posted he posted it publicly. But they never, and he's a younger guy. But they never said who the older yes. quote unquote gentleman mm-hmm. is. Who is that? Gotta protect that older identity, gentleman. Tom. Yep, the one who's um, who's uh, who's who's giving right. The exactly. Old, oh, so it was okay. So the mm-hmm. older was giving to the younger. Well, to yeah, the younger one. You got to teach the young guys mm-hmm. lessons these days. You yeah. Know? Dawn wants to know how old, right? Yeah. Yeah. They they just said older gentleman. And who? Uh, yeah. Who is that? <laughs> we got to get our best detectives but, on this. By the way, breaking news. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Punks and Field did not see his shadow. I lost early spring. So you, Nick, uh, owe us but you really owe the travis manion foundation i can, I can do that tmf yes a uh, 20 dollars. by the way patrick writes in and says stop pushing gambling so much it's a terrible vice that ruins families yeah uh, so Pat- smoking so is drinking chief patrick uh just because you can't get your s together uh doesn't mean right. uh, that we can't have a little fun here on the radio yeah. so calm yourself it's not really friend. gambling it's a donate it's basically one of us 
No, it's no, gives a donation to Travis no, Manion Foundation. It's gambling. It's we're gambling. just we're oh. just gambling to a to a tremendous cause yeah. that we will raise a ton of money for. Yeah. next month. So Travis, wait, uh, what was the we guy? can handle our stuff. Yeah. So. Who was the listener? Patrick. Patrick, where do you see my gambling tickets? I post tomorrow on Twitter. <laughs> I'm going to bet golf. Oh, I'm going to bet college basketball. I might even bet a hockey game just for Patrick. If you don't like it, if you don't like it, then then don't gamble. It's called if personal accountability and responsibility. It, don't gamble. That's right. Control your vices, baby. Well, just donate to the Travis Manion Foundation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Do, just do that because that definitely keeps families together. Correct. <laughs> All right. 855-839-1210. We'll get some calls on the other side. And then the Bud Light Shane Gillis update. I think this is a step in the right direction. And I don't even think Shane Gillis is over the top funny. But I do like the path Bud Light is taking in order to win back some of its lost base. We'll continue, Kale and Company, the cut sheet in about 12 minutes on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. My kitchen, as you know, it's the heart of my home, the centerpiece. If your kitchen or bath is outdated, you need Kitchen Magic. They're local, family-owned, right here in Pennsylvania, operated since 1979. And they have an awesome, experienced team, which has transformed more than 60 thousand spaces they have a dedicated design consultant that's going to work with you on your choices for refacing custom cabinets backsplash counters and also tub and shower conversions to get you exactly what you want and by the way it all comes with an industry leading warranty right now they're offering 12 months no payments no interest financing and 10 percent off your remodel yeah 10 percent off just visit them, kitchenmagic.com. I love seeing, I love looking at the before and after pictures and even just doing the cabinets, redoing the colors of the cabinets, which they're experts in, just gives your whole, your whole kitchen an updated, beautifully refreshed new look. Kitchenmagic.com. I love these guys. Kitchenmagic.com. Make sure you tell them Dawn sent you. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Friday morning here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Cut sheet in about five minutes. Keyword day number two at 830 because Kale and Company is somebody. uh, We're going to be sending somebody on a seven night Disney cruise for four to the Caribbean. And it will be one of you listening. No doubt about it. This is not a national contest. Don't forget, 8.30 today. We started it yesterday through February 22nd, the daily keyword. And you can enter it at 1210WPHT.com for a chance to grant your family's summer vacation wishes. That's right, because the time to show your kids the world is now. From Kale and Company in twelve ten WPHD, and we broke uh, the website yesterday because so many people we really entered. did so so yeah it was not broke it but there's there was heavy traffic heavy uh, traffic volume on there so um, which is good that yeah. is correct it's good it's coming so, up eight thirty this morning eight thirty this morning yeah. yes indeed our MRE food taste in the nine o'clock hour and the morning mystery movie clip coming up at nine. 20. But I want to get to this before we get to the cut sheet. So we know Bud Light's been an epic disaster since last March. We're coming up on a year now. It's actually been 11 months since the Dylan Mulvaney debacle. And we have railed on them. We have given you the updates pretty much every month on where they are from all the lost market share. But I I try to be fair and give them credit where credit is due as they have tried to rehabilitate their image really since the fall with football season. 
You know, it started with Peyton Manning and those Bud Light commercials with him throwing the cans of Bud Light in the bar. They brought back Emmett Smith, former Dallas Cowboy royalty. They have now come out and said at the Super Bowl that they will be bringing back the Clydesdales, which, which you know, everybody loves, those beautiful horses. Um, and I think they've got this right again. Uh, and I'm not even a huge Shane Gillis fan, but I remember when he got whacked by Saturday Night Live in 2019 because people wanted to pull up his old content. And Shane Gillis, the reality is, he never ended up, I think, actually making one episode of SNL. And they canceled him because people thought his kind of comedy and humor was offensive. Uh, But now Bud Light, in their latest effort to save their brand, has signed Shane Gillis to a partnership. And a lot like the UFC, and remember, the UFC has signed on with Bud Light, so Bud Light's doing everything they can to get back you know, a a big portion of the base that they lost. We know the UFC, uh, Dana White, Joe Rogan, they share political views, and they don't give a you-know-what if you don't get on board with their political views on on Trump or anything like that. So I think this is a fascinating move. I think this will be an effective move to win back. And, of course, there's going to be some on the left that are like, oh, my God, Bud Light, you hired this this guy who makes you know offensive jokes and demeans certain demographics of society. Uh, we do have this clip, uh, and this is one of the types of clips. Again, I think, here's my rule. When you show up at comedy, check your offended mindset at the door. You should know what you're signing up for and what you're about to enter, and I don't think you should ever take it personally. Uh, But here is a little clip of Shane Gillis as he is signed on to be the latest ambassador of Bud Light. The gayer the army, the scarier. Forever, dude, throughout history. Think of any army throughout history. Imagine them gay. Gay Nazis? Just when you thought those guys couldn't look any sharper, they... <laughs> Gay Vikings? Gay Vikings, dude. You're just some villager looking out on the shoreline. You see a bunch of Viking longships coming. You're like, oh no. It's the Vikings. They're going to rape our wives and daughters. And then they pull up their rainbow flag on their boat. And just like... Oh, that's way worse. Dudes with Down syndrome love women so much that, like, I've never been a believer of being gay is a choice. But I will say, every dude I know that can't think loves. But there's a lot of people that automatically will associate homosexuality with some kind of perversion for whatever unfortunate reason well it's because the reason is because it's guys <laughs> each other in the butt <laughs> so that throws people off. That throws pe- all right i don't need any more i didn't know rogan was on the end of that but my point being i think this is great for bud light because this is one of the things where they're saying this is our mea culpa this is our public admission that you know what dudes like raunchy humor dudes like offensive comedy because at the end of the day it's not reality it's make-believe it's comedy or you're supposed to get a chuckle out of it and i think this is the complete reversing of the course from the heinerschneid era heinerschneid rolled out dylan mulvaney and now post heinerschneid bud light has rolled out peyton manning clydesdales and canceled comedians 
that NBC Saturday Night Live felt was not in the best interest to have on their cast. I, I think it'll be a successful campaign. I haven't seen the ad yet. I'm not sure if the ad has actually been released to the public or whatever they're doing with Shane Gillis. But again, it's beer, it's dudes, it's comedy, it's cursing. I love it. Yeah, And I, I'm not even a huge Shane Gillis fan. It's, it's funny that they're going the complete opposite direction, and it's almost too much. Does that make sense? Is it's it too almost, too much? As in too obvious? It's too obvious that they're they're going the Dana White UFC raunchy comedian way. So does football, that make sense? Well, they're going football fighting and f bombs is what they're doing. Peyton Manning football UFC guys punching each other in the face, and now a raunchy comedian who says things that are either homophobic or transphobic or whatever. I mean, it's just interesting to me because that montage that you guys played there was that was I believe that that was the nail in the coffin for him for SNL. Mm-hmm. Why he got SNL, they realized that he had he was controversial and they were like, "Nope, we have to get rid of him." Okay, well then here's but here's my beef with this. Yeah. See, this is like the classic thing where um I've seen this in sports radio before when I used to work in sports where Nobody would have an issue with what the sports host said or tweeted, including management and bosses. And then a couple of people are upset on social media. And then the, the bosses are like, well, now we have to re- react, uh, yeah. n- not in a proactive fashion, but in a reactive fashion, and then discipline the guy when originally nobody had an issue with it. I'm assuming Saturday Night Live did their due diligence when they hired him initially, and they didn't think anything that he said was wrong. And then these people basically organized the smear campaign of his old clips, and they pressured SNL into canceling him before he ever made his debut. Yeah. That, to me, is cowardly. By the way, when he does the, if you've seen his whole stand-up, he's, he's a really funny guy, but he talks about Down syndrome. He actually has a close relative he does. who has Down syndrome. My, my wife's sister has, down, know. has down syndrome. That's what I, I just yeah. wanted to say that, because I didn't know if you... so. You you kind of cringe when he says Down syndrome, but then when he does the whole bit and then talks about his, you know, beloved cousin, first cousin, and so on, then you realize it's in perspective, mm-hmm. and that's just it. It's one of those things where, yeah, if you take a clip of probably any comedian, they can be canceled, but for this Pennsylvania-based comedian, he's a, he's not Dave Chappelle, yeah, so he's not going to get away with, exactly. you know, he's not going to get away exactly. with this stuff. Exactly. I mean, I I hate cancel culture, but the, the fact that we try to cancel comedians to me just defeats the purpose of the entire entity, the entire format. Like, if you want to, and I, again, I'm I'm against cancel culture across the board. But if you're going to cancel a corporate CEO behind closed doors for something that was leaked that he said that was offensive, okay, I got it. You've got a company. You need to maintain the stock, whatever. But we're going to cancel comedians. Like, the point of being a comedian is to say the stuff stuff that you usually probably can't get away with in everyday life and in in your workplace. That's the thing that drives me nuts. It's also to push boundaries and uh, do, you know, uh, have taboos, say taboos that, you know, most people want. It's also to make people uncomfortable, too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like Shane Gillis is a comedian that, you know, you, you hear from that 90 second clip we played, you know, likes to say more edgy things that. Uh, makes people uncomfortable, and that's his right to do it. And I find that humor very funny, um, but a lot of people don't. So it's just I'm 
I'm not really talking so much about him. My yeah. my thing is more that it just seems to me desperate that Bud Light is going the complete opposite direction mm-hmm. that they went before to overcorrect for, mm-hmm. and they're going to get in trouble. There's going to be backlash about this yeah. because oh, just absolutely. like he, just like he did, um, you know, he got booted from Saturday Night Live for stuff like this. There's going to be there's going to be boycotts from Bud Light. So I don't I don't think they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? But when you when you think about the losses, though, so you roll out Dylan Mulvaney, and we've seen in real life the mathematical loss, the the market share that they squandered, and who they offended. Yeah. Now this is obviously going to offend people, but do you think percentage wise, the, the people that are offended by this that will bud uh, will boycott Bud Light will be sizable compared to the Dylan Mulvaney pushback from a market share standpoint? I think it'll be pennies no, to the dollar. No, but I think that that ship has already sailed. And I think that the people they're trying to get back with doing UFC or, you know, sponsoring UFC and 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 having this comedian as their spokesperson, they're overcorrecting and and, and the people they're trying to reach are already gone anyway and you, you're just going to you're causing more controversy. So you don't yourself. think it'll, you don't think it'll bring back the people no, that they lost. No, okay. it's no, it's they can't that ship has sailed. You might be right. I mean, 11 months in, they're still down 27, 28%. So yeah. you could be right. Bring uh, back the Dilly Dilly campaign. Exactly. It was creative. Yeah, exactly. It was funny. Exactly. It was simple. I have nothing. Look, look, I have nothing against. I don't. First of all, I don't care who the spokesperson is. I didn't care what it was Dylan Mulvaney. I don't care if it's if it's Shane Gillis. I, I don't drink Bud Light. Somebody who tells me to drink Bud Light is not going to make me drink Bud Light. But it just seems to me like you seem to be trying to alienate more of a base when you're trying to bring more people together. And having a comedian that is controversial, even though we don't think it's controversial, a lot of people do, is just not a smart business strategy. And again, they're going the opposite direction, and it's going to... The sideshow Bob Rake is going to come up and hit him in the face again. That's just my opinion. All right. Uh, 7.52, Friday morning. Let's get to a Friday edition of What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on the Cut Sheet? What's on the Cut Sheet on this Friday is sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. Now is a great time to go because they need to clear their lot. They're undergoing a state-of-the-art renovation and need to make room for construction vehicles. Take advantage of incredible... Sale and lease options, Cherry Hill Volvo. Check them out on Route 70 at Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. I said this last week. Car dealership friends of mine have always told me President's Day weekend and the month of February is the best time to buy a car. So check them out on Route 70 at Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo. All right. Um, uh, so I want to start with kind of where you... I think we were talking about this in the 6 o'clock hour, uh, Nick Hale, about the... The opposition to the bill allowing for deportation of illegals convicted of DWI. Yeah. Uh, Representative Jayapal was on the House floor yesterday speaking and explaining, explaining herself why she opposed this. Uh, This is cut eight, Phil. Uh, Go. I rise in strong opposition to H.R. 6976. Once again, the majority is wasting our time by putting forward a piece of legislation that has zero chance of becoming law and that is extraordinarily broad. No one condones driving under the influence. We should do everything we can to prevent people from getting behind the wheel while intoxicated. But this bill, designed to scapegoat and denigrate immigrants, will not solve the serious problem of DUIs. 
public safety threats, including those who have been convicted of serious DUI offenses, are already inadmissible and removable under the Immigration and Nationality Act, and this bill would not change or enhance that. Under the INA, a conviction of a crime involving moral turpitude, where the punishment can be for a year or longer, makes an individual deportable. Courts have ruled over and over again that serious DUI offenses that put others at risk are CIMTs and make the perpetrators deportable. But this bill isn't about serious offenses, Mr. Speaker. Far from it. The bill says that a conviction for a single DUI offense, misdemeanor or felony, makes you instantly deportable, and an admission to such an offense makes you instantly inadmissible. No questions asked. I can understand, maybe, the appeal of something that sounds like a zero-tolerance policy. But let me tell you, Mr. Speaker, if we had that kind of policy here in the House of Representatives, there would be several members that would not be members of this chamber. (laughs) Okay, Mrs. Jayapal, I don't understand the appeal of allowing people in your country illegally in the first place. That's crime number one. And then we will complicate matters by having crime number one on top of crime number two, which is driving under the influence of alcohol. And she says deportation will not solve the problem. The hell it won't. If you're not in this country, you can't commit a DUI in this country because you're physically not here. It would absolutely solve the problem. It's not going to solve the problem for American citizens with DUIs, but those who have no right to be here illegally in the first place that are now committing another crime, which... First of all, could kill the illegal immigrant. Secondly, could kill the law-abiding American citizen. And then, oh, by the way, on top of it, you just look around this country right now, sanctuary city after sanctuary city, and how many times have we seen where, where these illegal immigrants are put up, whether it's in a rec center in Long Island or the Bronx, where they close a school for a day and force these kids virtual, or even in the, in the ritzy setting where they go to these five-star hotels How many times have we seen pictures of the aftermath? There's alcohol everywhere, beer everywhere. And these people are getting behind vehicles and driving and committing manslaughter or vehicular homicide. Um, Again, my takeaway earlier this morning was I was a little, a lot of people were shocked. Oh, 150 Democrats voted against this bill. I was surprised that 59 Democrats actually did vote for deportation. I, I would have thought that number would have been significantly lower from this morning uh a little bit more from representative jayapal by the way she's not a squad dem member did you know that she is no she's not on the list remember what? We, we went through i i was thinking about this last night when i saw your cut sheet email jayapal is not one of the eight squad dem members not on the wikipedia page remember i went through the founding four and then the subsequent <laughs> four and i power ranked them jayapal's not listed on there I, they might need to update the Wikipedia. Yeah, I'm. I'm almost positive she is. Was she not one of the? You know, I we thought that she video was too. Yes, of them all walking down the street. Was she in that video? I don't know. I have to go back and check. Okay. All right. A little bit more from Representative Jayapal. Phil, go. Moreover, by including every single type of DUI offense, this bill would make someone deportable for not driving under the influence. That's because states have a wide variety of opinions on what is a DUI. For example, 
Arizona's DUI statute allows people to be charged with a DUI if they are intoxicated and have, quote, physical control of their vehicle. The Ninth Circuit found that the breadth of this statute means that, and I'm quoting here, one may be convicted under it for sitting in one's own car in one's own driveway with the key in the ignition and a bottle of beer in one's hand, end quote. Because of this, the Ninth Circuit determined that a conviction under this statute was insufficient to count as a deportable (laughs) offense. As the court put it, drunken driving is despicable. Having physical control of a car while drinking is not. It seems to me like she's really interested in the drunken driving aspect of it, not the illegal part. Correct. You know what I mean? Like a convenient (laughs) omission of not being here legally in the first place. Yeah. By the way, I've got the Squad Dem page for Wikipedia Uh up. It's Uh Ocasio-Cortez, Omar, Mm -hmm. Presley, and Tlaib, followed by Bowman Bush, Cesar, Cassar, or whatever he pronounces his name, and uh, Summer Lee from Pennsylvania. She might be like an honorary fringe member. She might not have mm-hmm. full privileges yet. She's a wannabe fringe member. <laughs> you know, it's like you, you haven't really been initiated to the fraternity, yep. but you still show up at the frat party and do what they ask you to do, hoping to be like appreciated and acknowledged. Yep. I think that's kind of where she is. Um, I know you played this. Uh, I know you played this in your big take, but for the people who uh, who tune in later, I want to play this again. I'm going to do this cut seven. Uh, Phil uh, Fox News Channel's Paris Faulkner reacting to the illegal immig- immigrants accused of attacking the NYPD officer show zero remorse after being arrested and then released uh, without bail. They come out of the. Uh, flashing their middle fingers and uh, doing everything. This is cut seven, Phil, go. Just into Fox News now, NYPD making two more arrests, illegal immigrants, and that attack on officers. Those suspects also allegedly stole an officer's cell phone. Well, that'll help them track you down. So a fifth illegal immigrant accused of attacking two New York City police officers over the weekend showed no remorse or regret. He was seen, as you can see, giving his two middle fingers to the cameras moments after being released without bail. Florida Senator Marco Rubio wrote, Message to America from one of the illegal immigrants who assaulted NYPD officers, walked free with no bail and heads back to a shelter funded by taxpayers. So far, police have uh, shared four mugshots of the now seven people arrested in connection with the brutal beatings in Times Square. Remarkable to me that they are not sitting in Rikers Island right now, sucking some pavement. Honestly, yeah. like this is, and I said this, if you missed it in the big take this morning, or I might've even said this after the big take when we came out at six thirty from the break, you know, you see that video of those two felons who assaulted the cops and flipped off the media. It's just so symbolic of where we are mm-hmm. globally. And and domestically, you know, foreign nations don't fear us. Terrorists aren't, aren't afraid of us. The cartel, illegal immigrants coming through the southern border, and, and just your random run-of-the-mill criminal in Philadelphia, New York, Chicago, they know they're not going to jail. They're not going to have to post 10% bond. They'll be back out on the streets, and then they'll mock the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll flip off cameras. They'll go on social media and brag about it. They'll post a viral video on TikTok. Remember those punks in Vegas that ran down that cop on a yeah. bike on a Sunday morning? Yeah. yeah. Like it's like it's like this like they're playing a video game. That's what it's what we've turned real life into like something you would do on the Xbox. 
New York Governor Kathy Hochul uh, calls for deportation of migrants who attacked NYPD officer. She says, get them all and send them back. I have an issue with this. Not what she's saying, but her actions. Cut 18, Phil Go. Get them all and send them back. We don't, we don't touch our police officers. We don't touch anybody. Thank you, everybody. It's just... It's, get them all and send them back. Sorry. Sorry. Well, it's it, a little bit of a pivot from two days ago, right? Well, that's what, that is what is so infuriating about this, is that like her, her words are great. But her actions show nothing right. of this. Of course not. And her words are completely different from the clip I played or the mm-hmm. quotes I gave a few days ago when I did the first big take on this where she was like, yeah, it's something we can look into. Yeah, I'll get around to it. And I'm like, talk about... You know what's amazing about Democrats now? is It's not even just the Biden administration. It's the elected officials at the governor level mm-hmm. or mayor level. They miss the mark on their messaging when they try to say, oh, yeah, we do take these things very seriously. And you're like... I don't get the vibe that I know your actions don't your actions certainly tell us you don't take it seriously, but you don't even try to sell it in a good way and lie to us to convince us. Yep. I know it was going viral. All the everybody was looking at, you know, a lot of these cases and saying, for example, the the uh, think of Mark Houck in our area or the six pro-life activists who were found guilty of violating that face, that federal you know law that they're 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 they persecuted and prosecuted Mark Houck locally with and how you know there are rules for the not for me as yelly always says in other words you know if it's a pro-life protester across the street like mark hawk they're going to come after you if it's an illegal person out on the street beating up cops apparently you're free on bail Mm -hmm. and so this is the administration this is what's this is joe biden's america to me if you put your hands on law enforcement I don't care what party you are, what nationality you are, what sexual orientation you are. You should go away for the maximum. You don't touch law enforcement. But I would wonder, like, let's just say in New York City, in Times Square, let's say that, you know, when Trump, let's say when Trump comes to New York, I believe Trump's going to be holding some sort of big rally coming up. Is it in Brooklyn or the Bronx? I think it's coming up later in February. Let's say there's a huge showing and some people get rowdy. And let's say one person kicks an officer while wearing a red MAGA hat. Do you think he's getting no cash bail? <laughs> no. The answer is no. But, an, Ill- no. but, but a, an illegal immigrant can be back out on the street, no bail, three hours, on a bus to California. Yeah. Okay. Um, by the way, streaming live on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT. If you're watching now, please, please hit the, hit the subscribe button. And if you have not done so yet and you're watching, please hit the like button. Also, if you're listening on the Odyssey app, um, I'm asking you to go to the 1210WPHT page there uh, that you're listening on right there if you're watching on YouTube and hit the follow button. Make sure you follow 1210WPHT. It helps us tremendously. Do it. That's what we need you to do. Do it now. Uh, Sonny Hostin claims that most Americans are racist. (laughs) Slow day for content on The View. She said that that her son was called the N-word several times. I, I... Highly doubt that. Well, that's horrible if that happens. Yeah, it's it's also it agreed. A hundred percent I I agree. Also doesn't mean all Americans or most Americans are racist. I'm just I'm also wondering because where do you think Sunny Hostin sends her, her kids? Probably to a really elite private school, right? Like, yeah. You know, for a lot of I'm just yeah. saying. Um Yeah. 
I just I you, I you doubt the think, validity. You of don't this. think her child is public school educated? I doubt the validity of this very highly. Cut. Her son is twenty one years old. Oh, way. so this must be a story from from a handful of years ago then. Cut four, Phil, go. And there are yeah, absolutely right. racist yes. people in this country. It is not the vast majority of people in this country. And I feel we like... Don't well, we don't know that. The FBI director said white supremacy is but that the does, biggest but that threat still to our country today. Well, that still doesn't mean that that's the vast majority of people. I just don't believe that in my day-to-day life that the people that you're encountering harbor racist viewpoints. I do think that this division that if we're creating... If you look like me, you would believe differently. But you know what, uh, Alyssa, the woman... The woman so, but just to, just to understand, are we saying, do we think the vast majority of Americans are racist. That's I, what I'm trying to I, I, help I, me I understand. I think that there is a significant portion um, that are racist, and you can't dismiss my lived experience. I, I never yeah, would when say. I, say I, don't, I would never. When I say that there are a lot of racists in this country, oh, I, I just experienced my son walking down the beach being called the N-word several times. In Florida, there is so don't you can't say I believe that the vast majority of people that's very racist. But again, oh, it was in Florida, by the way, too. In Miami, this country, I would never minimize your lived experience any more than I would mine as an Arab woman. I mean, this sport is 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 the epitome of privilege. She's she's a race hustler. Oh God, I don't know. I don't know how many kids she. Her oldest son Gabriel just turned twenty one and goes to Harvard. So was he called the N-word uh, at Harvard? Probably not. Because uh, is it anti-Semitism yeah. and racism? And, not- and oh, by the way, she's wrong. The group that is the target of hate crimes in this country, the highest percentage, is not African-Americans. It's Jewish people. Yeah. We've established that, and we have the research and the data that proves it since October 7th, which I did not know up until that actually happened. Uh, that being said, that one person that called her son the N-word? Okay, allegedly. yes, allegedly. And he is racist, but you don't get the broad brush. Th- See, this is this is classic left wing. And here's I've said this for a long time. The media, because she's in the media. So we'll speak about the media specifically. The demand for racism to exist in this country from the media, I personally believe, outweighs the supply of it. I've said that for many, many years. Are there racist people? Absolutely. Yeah. If you sat there and said there's no racism in this country, you're you're categorically wrong. Course. But in a nation of 340 million people, she's making it sound like a significant... Well, what's a significant amount? Well, yes, one's too many. But uh, I don't know. Is there 20 million Americans? Yeah. That's that's 5% of the country. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, but like... Look, her her story, this specific story, could be true. I have no idea. It's not. But she, you know what she does there? She uh, Who's the girl on the right? The Griffin? Yeah. Um, she kneeca- her Griffin. What she does there is she kneecaps her counter by saying... You can't challenge me based on my lived experience. Exactly. And by the way, her lived experience is she's a lawyer. She she makes millions of dollars yes. on the View. She gets a car service and hair and makeup and everything. Like to to. And I'm not saying she didn't work hard. It's and everything we just, get here pre-show at twelve ten. <laughs> I'm not saying she does. She didn't work hard and doesn't deserve it. All I'm saying is, is that what is her lived experience? Her lived experience is is she's a one percenter. That's her lived experience. Am I wrong? No, she's definitely a one percenter. She's making seven figures to do a one hour show on TV. Yes, with with a cast of six. Meanwhile, Dawn's here doing to thirty hours a week with a cast of four. <laughs> but no, if you, she lives a beautiful, blessed life. Yes. She has a beautiful um, teenage daughter. Who's, who's, I think, 18. Her son is 21, a Harvard student. I, I just, you know, just duck, duck, go to her. I mean, their home, a stunning, huge mm-hmm. mansion. 
I mean, they, she lives a beautiful life. And I cannot imagine that these stories of that she's telling, I, unless she's a, alleging that her son on the Harvard campus is being called the N-word, I don't know where, because she is, to your point, she has a car service. She's taken from point A to B. Her life and her husband and her children, they live a life that most America. I mean, they're one percenters. Well, I, I'd be willing to take it to the bank. It didn't happen at Harvard. But if I'm understanding the context of what she said, I think she claimed that it happened when they were on a beach or on vacation in Florida, which again now it'll be, oh, Florida is this, this big racist. I guess, you know, I guess she didn't get the NAACP uh, travel advisor. Remember that? <laughs> African-Americans, please avoid Florida. Racism is running amok. Right. It's racism season. Right. Uh, Worry just, about the hurricanes first and then racism. In, which, by the way, if, if anybody's been, I don't know where this allegedly happened in Florida, but any, I'm, I'm not thinking she went to the West Coast. So she's in what? South Beach, Miami, which is extremely diversified. I, I having spent a lot of time there and worked there, I can't, I can't imagine. That she's saying this and that that's true. She's I probably just, a ju- I'm calling in, in BS. Jupiter or Fort Lauderdale. And again, even so. And again, I'm not one of these naive people that doesn't believe that racism exists. I 100 percent know racism exists. Yes. And it's and it's there's it's there's more of it than there should be. But to say the majority of people I know. are racist, it's, it's just it's, it's become so commonplace to say it. And it's la- it's late exactly. It's lazy. Yeah, it's lazy. I think most people it kind of, there's two different segments out there. There are the, the group of people that continue to get fired up over it, and that's who they're playing to. They're playing to that base. But I think the rest of us, with common sense, have kind of just rolled our eyes at it again. Yeah, it's like oh here we go again. Yeah. It's the big bad boogeyman. Okay. Uh, NBC News did a little focus group of Pennsylvania voters. And uh, I believe these women, I, I'm not 100% sure, because I watched this uh, very early this morning. I was, I'm very tired today. Pre-coffee. Um, Pennsylvania voters, I believe these women voted for Trump in 2020. But they say that they would take Trump over Biden and that abortion is not that important. And it's and it means nothing in the grand scheme of things. So this is a focus group of women okay. uh, who say that uh, abortion is not that important to them on their on, on voting. This is cut six. Phil, go now. There's another warning sign for Democrats today from our new series, The Deciders Focus Groups. We are collaborating with Engages. Syracuse University and Sago to highlight and hear from key slices of the 2024 electorate. Our first conversations featured 15 Pennsylvania women who voted for Trump in 2020, but who opposed the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. Democrats are hoping these types of voters could swing close elections. But if last night was any indication, they are still overwhelmingly standing by Trump. Take a listen to some of what they said. By a show of fingers, who would say former President Trump is at least partially responsible for Roe v. Wade being overturned by the Supreme Court? Is that one of seven yeah. or zero of seven? I don't see. It doesn't look so like none of you would say that he's at none. least partially responsible for it. Yeah, there was one on the Maybe top Maybe just right. a little. Yeah, her. Yeah. I think people should have their own right to choose what they want to do with their bodies. But, I mean, it's not a number one factor on who I'm going to vote for either way. It's not that important. I hate to say it, but it's overall, it's probably not going to determine who I vote for. 
Delco. Yeah, He's definitely from Delco. Happy reasons to vote for somebody. It means nothing in the grand scheme of everything to me. I'm going to vote who for who I think is going to do the best for my family. Okay. And abortion is not part of that consideration. At this point, no. Who would take Trump? So I've got basically everybody except Michelle. For a moment, let's imagine that the election is tomorrow. By a show of fingers, how many of you would take Trump? Every, it, Six of the seven. Mm-hmm. There you go. Just okay. fascinating. But just fascinating. So, thank, okay, thank so, you, th- so those are uh, <laughs> female Trump voters from 2020 yep. in Pennsylvania. Um, I'm not overly surprised by that response, but I would not get carried away and say, oh, see, I told you abortion's overblown. It's not going to be the death nail to Trump because those are Republican voters to begin with. Right. But, but they're Republican voters that oppose the overturning of. OK, of but they, what they are saying, I believe, and we actually had this conversation with Zioli last night and some people that showed up was that. They are not... Sounds like a riveting time. <laughs> well, Zioli actually thinks that the, the abortion thing will not cost Trump in 2024. I think, and no, I've said this, wrong. I said many times, I think the abortion <laughs> thing will, but not because of Trump. Female Trump supporters are saying, look, yes, okay, I might be pro-choice, but I, I look at the economy, I look at the immigration, I look at the crime, I look at the border, and all of those factors, to me outweigh the abortion issue so i'm still on board because at the end of the day it makes my bottom line life better that's not the way democrat or independent females i presume would think in pennsylvania so you might not lose that that group right there but i think post roe v wade you're going to have a stampede of women coming out and voting not for joe biden but voting against trump and against the supreme court of the united states that's my calculus with this equation. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not. I just think this is why in Pennsylvania they want to get something that's on the ballot. Yes. That, that and you it, reported that story the other day. Yep. They're, this is what they're working on. And they're, ha- and they're actively meeting on it. And so it would behoove Republican lawmakers right now <clears throat> to try to push, if they're going to figure out something on the Constitution... Because that's what the Democrats are going to, much like the Ohio vote. Remember when it was on the ballot in yep. Ohio? Yep. And it cost some really good candidates, by the way, as Republicans. But uh, if it's on the, if it's a constitutional question, a constitutional question where people are going to vote in November, that's trouble. That's, that's trouble. Okay. Um, see, see, these women are commenting saying as of this minute. Yep. Mm-hmm. You put that thing on the ballot just like you did in Ohio. It's a winner for Democrats. And by the way, look at look at swing states right now. Like I know Trump yeah. is leading in a lot of them. Pennsylvania ain't one of them. And you have to ask yourself why. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's down six because the females. It's exactly because. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, last night on Jesse Waters, Don Stensland. Uh-oh. This is for you, my love. Uh-oh. Um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was the love guest her. on uh, Jesse Waters. He asked her about. Uh, answering uh, Trump's potential VP pick. And this is what she said. Cut 16, Phil, go. I don't know if you're aware of this, Governor, because you're so busy governing, but your name's popped up a couple times as someone that Trump might be considering as VP. Would you be open to that? 
Like you said, I'm pretty busy governing here in Arkansas. I absolutely love my job, and I hope that I have the opportunity to do it for the next seven years. I'm going to do everything I can to help President Trump get elected, but I'm really happy back home at Arkansas right now. Okay, not sure how I'm interpreting that. That answer confused me, um, but I guess it was politically well said. Governor, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse, for having me on. There you go. Care to comment on Stenzlin? She looks great. She has lost she weight. She looks the, fabulous. Her face is much more slimmed down. <laughs> she so she had. Um, she, is, she has one eye on the camera and one eye on a flat. Stop! On Will you stop? She does she, a lazy she, eye. She does. She had thyroid cancer, <laughs> and that was why her neck was. Anyway, see, she's I, been I through it. She's scar, a cancer yeah. survivor. Uh, look, I'm not. I'm all. She looks I'm, fabulous. All I'm saying Love her. Is, is that you know? <laughs> Sarah and I have a scar in the same exact spot. So. <laughs> Serious. So what do you make of her answer? That it was just a, it was a great, it's just like Jesse said, I agree. It was a fantastic yeah. answer. If you're the governor of Arkansas, you're working hard. And what? And she's just going to continue doing what she's doing until she gets the phone call. And if she gets the phone call, great. If she does not get the phone call, that's fine, too. Do you, she's, she's got a great gig. If she gets the call, do you think she takes it? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I don't know anybody who gets the who's call. Gonna turn that who's going to turn it down? Yeah. Family legacy of governor in Arkansas, <laughs> Mike the father. I mean, nobody. She saw what happened to DeSantis. No, 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 no. no. You're if you're the if you're the VP candidate of a candidate, by the way, who can only serve four years. You're teed up. There's yep. nobody's going to say no to that. That's why they all want it so badly. Four years, and you're president. Basically, you're teed up. <laughs> It's awesome. I'm just telling you guys. Trump Trump watched that. You know, he watched that last night Stop. on on Jesse Waters. He was like, he was like, he was like, why can't she look me in the eye? Stop it! How <laughs> ah. does that sound? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get Sean Farage on the? the... <laughs> Yeah. By the way, the uh, his uh, speaking of his, the Trump impression, his Trump dog uh, nomination. Well, if Trump and Snoop, that clip that we clipped yesterday for yeah, social media, yeah. has exploded. Yeah, online. I know. I know. I mean, if, it's got a ton of if, views. Yeah, if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, and you're not uh, subscribed or what's the word, following our twelve ten yeah, yeah. Twitter page. It's at twelve ten WPHD on Twitter. Um, I made reference to this clip earlier. You know, Dawn had that horrific story about that daycare where they. Yeah. Left, let left a six month old there. Like, sorry, close it up for the yeah. night. The parents went there at five thirty to pick up their beautiful child, and doors were locked, lights were off, and the baby was inside. Like a real life Home Alone. So uh, maybe it's because daycares are hiring people like this, mm. just asking for a friend here. I'm going. Yeah. This is cut. Cut fourteen, Phil. Uh, this person is uh, teaching. F- four-year-olds, so it's about my son's age, and she doesn't know if she's a boy or a girl, how the kid should refer to her. The teacher. teacher yeah, this is, this is what she's worried about, by the way. Okay. Not about, you know, making sure three- and four-year-olds are interacting with each other well, they're sharing, they're coloring, they're playing, you know, they're doing the activities that the teacher was... No, she wants to know how these kids are going to refer to her, and she goes to TikTok to tell everybody. <laughs> this is Cut 14, Phil, go. Hi, so I have a small dilemma. Um, I am starting a new job on Monday, 
and it's a teaching job so the kids are going to call me either mr or mrs jamie it depends on what i want but i as an non-binary uh, being i don't know what to pick i feel like non- this would be can, I, okay let me just stop i'm no, sorry it doesn't I'm matter sorry. what you want this is just this is this 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 just first of all she has glasses on yeah with with like daggers hanging from it. Yeah, you yeah. have to go to YouTube. YouTube.com slash at twelve ten to BPHD if you want to see this 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 horrendous individual. Why do these people all look the same? Just it's always awful eyewear. And I'm not gonna sit here, I'm gonna put my glasses on, okay? I'm not sitting here saying I have the most fashionable frames. Dawn's got some very nice frames. It, it just fits the beautiful, Dawn beautiful. the Dawn fashion. Yeah. It, it's perfect for Dawn. My, I've, Yes. I, of course, am born and blessed with perfect 2020 vision. Yes, and like I never needed hair. glasses until I started doing radio inside of a TV <laughs> studio with, 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 with fluorescent purple lights, which I still don't yes. get to this day. Uh, but that's different. But the, the eyeglasses, the hair color, and just the weird jewelry is always a giveaway. Nose ring, earrings, those are the warning signs. Sorry, continue. No, I just, I, this, I just, I, look... Uh, if this, if if I see my teacher, my kid's teacher on on TikTok or YouTube or something like that, complaining about this, I'm yanking my kid out of that that daycare. I if I was if I was the governor of a state, I would issue a statewide mandate that teachers are not allowed publicly on social media. Uh, Phil, I'm going to start that clip over if you don't mind, my friend. Uh, starting it over, go. Hi. So I have a small dilemma. Um, I am starting a new job on Monday and it's a teaching job so the kids are going to call me either Mr. or Mrs. Jamie it depends on what I want but I as a non-binary being I don't know what to pick I feel like Mrs. would be easier for the kids but Mr. makes me feel better but I also kind of want to try mix but I don't know if they, like, the kids can do that I don't know mm. what do they do when they ask me if I'm a boy or a girl Dilemma. I'm not <laughs> I don't know weird laugh it's young kids my class is going to be four year olds so oh god yeah I don't know and then I don't know if I want to go by Jamie or Jamie Ray because Jamie Ray is the name that I I go by now. Mm. I don't know. Um, any advice would be great for any non-binary teachers. SOS, save our ship. SOS, SOC, mm. save our captain. Yeah. <laughs> ship is sinking. Wow. Ship is sinking on education as save, we watch this. Save our ship. Oh, my God. You know, these are, like, uh, honestly... If if I saw that video, <laughs> so let's say that was like I don't know late August, and we have uh, you know that first day at school where mm-hmm. you go in with your kid like a week before Labor Day, and it's like the teacher uh, parent um, introductory thing, and you find out where your desk is and who you're going to be sitting next to, and the parents can chat with the teacher for a half hour on a Tuesday night at seven p.m. I'd look at my wife, and if she started rattling off this this identity stuff, I'd be like. Um, Look, is Mr. Jones down the hall? Is his class full? Let's put it, let's put Olivia and Mia in with Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones, what are your pronouns? Uh, what do you mean, sir? Okay, yeah, this will, Chris, this is going to work. Yeah, Mr. Jones, it is. I, I and I, you know, I have no idea the legalities of it from a state standpoint. I was saying that somewhat tongue in cheek. I could see DeSantis putting something in place in Florida where teachers are not allowed publicly on social media to be talking about curriculums uh, or you know what their identity is or rehashing stories with minors that happened today. And because you see all that, what was up with the the weird? And it's always like they start talking, then they get real sped up. And then there's this yeah. weird laugh. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Kamala Harris in a way, but she's never sped up. She's real slow and deliberate with the weird cackle. Yep. It's bizarre. I, I'm just, look, I, 
I don't, I have no, I'm not discriminating against people. Like, as long as you're a good teacher, I don't care what pronoun you go by. I don't care if you're a boy or a girl, you're gay, you're straight. I don't care. I just want a good teacher teaching my son and his class. But, is, but, but if you're on TikTok, and you're, you're you're complaining about what what four year old kids are going to call you. Yes. You're having an existential crisis. Yeah. Right. What are you going to do when an actual crisis happens? Right. What are you going to do when when you know? Right. There's what the, happens when uh, Joe. What happens when Joe and Bill get into a fight in class and you are unable? Four. Well, I know, but let's say if she was teaching seventh graders, uh, you know, thirteen year olds, what is she going to do? What is she? How is she going to react? God forbid, the knock on wood, it never happens that there's a school shooting. Exactly. I mean, she's having a meltdown because she does not know how she would like to be referred to yep. by four year olds. Yep. Yep. Like this obsession with your identity, mm-hmm. not even an obsession, this confusion with your identity. I got news for you. Most people, we really don't care. You could you could refer to yourself as a cactus. <laughs> I couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. But just have some semblance of mental stability that I know my child is in good hands mm-hmm. with you yep. from 730 to 315. Yep. That's it. It's just the focus that I think of friends and family members of mine who are teachers and especially in the summertime they're doing their even if they teach kindergarten one of my best friends does she's thinking about her lesson plans she's thinking about yes. thinking about reading materials yes. and the building boards yep. mm-hmm. build, you know the and, and she's just thinking about the kids yeah and the excitement of that and you know what colors she'll use so that they when they come in how often will she change the boards that sort of thing it's all about the children and I, that's what bothers me is that this individual is walking into the class and is so self-involved thinking, oh, what are they going to call me, me, yeah, me, yeah. me? Yeah. That's a problem. The, the, the place that I send my son is just is, is fabulous. All the teachers are great. Yeah. Um, they, my son loves them all. And you know what? I don't know any of their sexualities. I don't know what pronouns they go by. All I know is that my son loves them. They seem to do a good job with him. And that's all, that's all like he's interacting with other kids. They're, you know, they're playing things, they're drawing, they're learning about the month of January and February. Like that is the stuff that they should be learning. And if, if I saw one of my son's teachers on TikTok complaining about, mm-hmm. you know, somebody not referencing their pronouns, right? I'd yank him out of there so fast. Yeah. She, she's definitely the lady that goes to the doctor's office that's in the lobby that goes to the doctor that doesn't have the updated patient information forms with all the different genders. And she's probably sitting there on line three after putting her name and address and she, and date of birth, and she's not seeing her appropriate gender. So she goes back up to the counter and asks the secretary behind the glass door. Um, I, I'm, I'm stuck here because I, I, I don't see my gender. And I'd be like, <laughs> then just handwrite it in and give me the thing back. The doctor will see you now. But by, by the way, too, I, I really, and I've never been a TikTok person, so I can't tell you what was on TikTok pre-pandemic versus post. Well, I can now post because it's on the cut sheet every stinking day. But here's the thing. I don't think that this was a, I don't believe this, what we just watched, I don't think that was a thing pre-pandemic. If it was, it was merely these people were at a point in 2017 or 2019 where they just were going through a confusing period of their life. And I think it got metastasized and exacerbated during the pandemic when they sat inside all day, every day for months on end and had way too much time on their hands 
to contemplate what they are or who they are. And now that the pandemic is over, it's like letting the the bulls come running through. And we're, we're seeing a stampede of people that are having a real-life mental health crisis before our very eyes. Yep. This is the fruit of the pandemic labor. Yep. I really believe that. Yep. So. I can't confirm that, but that's just my theory, and I'm sticking to it. All right, 855-839-1210. Are we going to do it on the other side? Oh, my God. It's right on the dot. Do you want to do it on the other side? Woo-hoo. Should Should we? Mm. You said 830. Draw this. like Kamala Harris. <laughs> we're going to go real slow here. How about that? No, we're just... <laughs> We'll do it on the other side. We'll do it on the other side. I would say it's worth the wait. Yeah. Kale and company, back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Last year at the Super Bowl, Rob Gronkowski went wide left on FanDuel's Kick of Destiny, and now he's back for Kick of Destiny 2. And this time, you can play along. All you have to do is choose if Gronk will make or miss. Get your free pick in right now, because if you're right, you'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. Everyone can get in on the action when Gronk takes his shot at redemption before Super Bowl 58. Whether your team make or team miss, just head to FanDuel Sportsbook app to get your pick in. It's absolutely free. Then, tune in before the game to see Gronk's kick live. You'll see a share. You'll win a share of $10 million in bonus bets. If you're right, new to FanDuel, just go to FanDuel.com slash Greg. FanDuel.com slash Greg to sign up right now. Make every moment more with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. FanDuel Sportsbook is official partner of 1210 WPHT, 21 and over. President PA, no purchase necessary. $10 million prize pool to be split equally among all eligible eligible participants who made the correct pick. Prize issued as not withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.